What's going on, guys? This is part two of our top 24 running backs episode. So in this one, we've got RBs 13 to 24. It's a little bit different, a little bit of an abrupt beginning and ending, so just sort of bear with us on that. But uh, if you enjoy the episode, make sure to leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. And now, without any further ado, let's hop into the episode with Ben, starting at RB number 13. This is, this is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> 13. We've got Joe Mixon after his contract restructure with the Bengals. I think that bumped him up. It did. I, I hadn't ranked him prior to that happening, but now that he's signed, he's got to be inside my top 15. Just because, you I know... Mean, there's no competition. Yeah. He doesn't even need to be super good on a per-touch basis. The offense is going to be good, and there's really not much touch competition. So it, yeah. it seems like a pretty simple formula with him. I honestly expect his, his workload to probably go down. Yeah. I and mean, I feel like that offense is going to be so... Burrow and the receiver focused that Mixon's kind of lost in the group, but he's still, like you said, he's the only only person in that backfield. And when they get in the red zone, if a running back scores, it's going to be him. Yeah. I mean, you could still see him get 10 touchdowns and, you know, still might only get like 220 total touches, but I mean, he's probably... He's going to be right there, and he's not a sexy pick right now in fantasy, but he's he's going to end up being a value no, where he's I'm, being taken. I'm in on it, though. Yeah, I'll I be mean, taking who, him. I mean, unless it's – who else is there? Chris Evans? I, I'm I'm not – are you sold on him? Because I'm not. No, no I'm not <laughs> sold on anybody else there. I mean, I thought if they weren't going to sign him that they were going to go get, like, a Leonard Fournette and pay him, like, $4 million. But what are they paying Mixon? Here, like come six? get one-yard touchdowns. Exactly. So I figured they were going to pay somebody nothing to be the guy, but they ended up with Mixon. I'm going with it. 14, Najee Harris. He is one of the few remaining workhorses in the NFL. The Steelers seem like they're always going to have a workhorse running back. I'm not even and sure for if that he's reason, that good. I don't know, but... You know, he struggled at the beginning of the year with a foot injury. And then down the stretch, I think like the last eight or nine weeks, something like that, he ended up being the RB6. Yeah, he, he, he was doesn't good. miss games. He does not. He has not missed a single NFL game. And he had like the, the Liz Frank or something in the preseason last year. Yep. He's the only guy to play all 34 games in the last two years. That's crazy. Or all 33 or however many games it is. He's the only guy to play all the games the last two years. That's wild. It is Props wild. <laughs> yeah. Durability or availability is an ability, and he's got it. And, you know, he's not the most efficient back. The offensive line has been truly awful the past few years, though. So that is... consistent quarterback play. So Najee could come up these rackets, honestly. I do think Najee is probably a a safer bet to finish inside the top 12. You also got to realize... 
a lot of these guys are going to end up getting hurt and missing time and not finishing where they're ranked just because of injury. And Watch the running backs all be healthy this year after all this controversy. They're like, we're not missing any games, would be wild. <laughs> that would be wild. But, so it turns out know, this this ranking is dead accurate. Everyone plays 17's correct. games, and they finish in this order. <laughs> that would be incredible. We look like geniuses. We should put money on something. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go be into the lottery. Going to go do the Powerball, Ben. No, we're going to Vegas, and we're calling our shot. This is how they're going to finish. Yeah. What is that prop bet or that parlay, whatever? If you do yeah. a 24 part parlay and hit it, what is that payout? Like oh 100 million? <laughs> Let's put it this way you and I are buying like a 150 acre piece of property where we're going to record episodes. We're buying a jet ski. Yeah, we're buying a jet ski <laughs> and a boat. <laughs> and a boat to pull it with. <laughs> we're buying a truck to pull it with. Oh, there you go. It's like that country song. Yeah. All right, number 15, we got Travis Etienne. Uh, Just how they went in their draft class. Yeah. Travis Etienne. I forget they're in the same draft class because Najee is so old. I mean, I feel like Etienne's not that young. He's 24. I think yeah, we forget yeah. he missed his first year. He did. We have only and seen he was, one year. And he year. was 22 coming out because he stayed all four years at Clemson. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's a good runner. He's also, a, he's a big play runner though. So he, um, he's got that, a little bit of the Kenneth Walker situation where he was stuffed often, but also hit a lot of big plays. He just didn't produce in the passing game the way I thought he would. I thought he was going to do a lot more yeah, as a receiver than he that. did. So I thought he had like top seven upside as a running back but without the pass catching i just i just don't see it being there yeah i agree and it's weird and they bring in tank bigsby it's been a it's been a third rounder on him so i feel like that's that's fairly significant i still think it's etn's backfield clearly but he's not going to get the workload that we thought however i think the offense is going to be better so the scoring opportunities are going to be there for him yeah He's going to be good no matter which way you slice it. You sort of just have to figure out how much you think Tank Bigsby steals uh, from that overall workload. And we know Bigsby's going to be involved because Doug Peterson likes a running back by committee. I don't think Doug Peterson would have drafted Travis Etienne, personally. He's just, he's not the early running back type of guy. He never has been. So they're, they're going to mix in other guys but I do think that ETN is the main guy in the backfield. Yeah. And I do think his, his receiving role will be probably higher than it was. And with Ridley coming in, the offense, I, I expect Lawrence to take a, a step forward this year. Yeah. So if he takes a step forward, ETN's going to be better. Yeah. 16, we got Miles Sanders. He I is. I like this one. I like it. He is it. our darling this year. I we are like very it. in on Miles Sanders. I don't know why you wouldn't be. He's an incredible runner. He's going to get pass catching work Miles for the first time since his rookie year. Years. People have hated him for years, and honestly, for good reason, because he has been a disappointment for That's years. Not very nice. <laughs> we have been disappointed in you, Miles, up until last year when he had like thirteen touchdowns and what was it, thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred yards? 
Yeah. Like he, he was had... great. You keep talking. I'm going to look up what he had. He had a great year. And we expect him to be a more well-rounded running back this year with the Panthers. And he also so happens to be tied to a quarterback that I expect to dump the ball off a lot in Bryce Young. Oh, yeah. So I expect Miles Sanders to be hovering in that 50-catch sort of zone. We have seen him do it before, which was his rookie season. Yeah. So if he gets 50 catches and like 400 yards receiving – that boosts his value so much that even if he only ends up with like 1,000, 1,100 rushing yards, I don't think he's going to repeat the rushing that he did a year ago. But I think the pass catching is going to come up. And, you know, maybe he doesn't score a ton. Maybe he only has like eight total touchdowns. But I, I just think the overall workload is going to be such that if he stays healthy, he's going to be in that top 12 sort of conversation because, uh, you know, people are going to get hurt and therefore he's at 16 with all the other guys here. But yeah. I do think if he's healthy at the end of the day, he's going to be roughly a top 12 guy. And he's the only only back there. I mean, who's yeah. going to steal stuff? Chuba Hubbard? No. No. Chuba hadn't done it this yet. This far, he's not going to do it. No. Donta Foreman beat him out. Yeah. And Donta Foreman might be like the third running back in Chicago. Right he now. could be the first or third. <laughs> yeah. We There's have no, no clue. We have absolutely no idea. So yeah, it's it's Miles Sanders' backfield, and I feel like Frank Reich is willing. We also, I mean, we forget Miles Sanders was Frank Reich's running back when he was the offensive coordinator that one year in Philly. There's a connection. So, I I could see it. It's it's exciting. Seventeen. We have. You want to talk about exciting? Yeah, the potential Josh just, here. Josh just peed himself when we got to this name. <laughs> Cam Akers is very exciting. I have learned to temper my expectations on okay, K-Makers. I was out of control a couple years ago, and then he got hurt. And then last year, I was wanting to be excited but not expecting much. And then he showed me four weeks of absolute bliss where he dominated. Just like he did his rookie season. Yeah. He's so we have, seen, we have seen two extended stretches of him being a fantasy force. And I think finally... Maybe we don't get like a top five season like I was hoping maybe initially, but I do think he's another one of those guys that if things break right for him and he survives the injury bug, he could be hovering in that top 12 sort of space. Oh, he could he could absolutely end up as an RB1. And I, I'm with you this year. I'm Look, he's going to be a free agent next year. This, we, saw this, we just saw this with Josh Jacobs. Like The Rams are probably going to use the crap out of him, get one final year out of him, let him walk in free agency. So let's use that year they're going to get out of him. Yeah, I do think if you're trying to find a Josh Jacobs comparison, it's probably it's Cam Akers. It's going to be either Cam Akers or Miles Sanders as my bet for the guy that's going to do it. And I think there's more likelihood it's Cam Akers because of what you said that it's in the last year of his deal and the Rams are just willing to use him up. Whereas Sanders. I feel like they're not wanting to just completely burn him out because they've got three years of him. Yeah. And he is. And they're going to need Sanders to help Bryce Young a lot. Yeah. Versus Cam Akers is like, let's just feed him the ball because we're not going to be that good this year anyway. Or maybe they will. Maybe they will. I don't know. Who knows? I I have no clue. I have absolutely no idea. But, uh, But also, like, you know, Cup's getting older. Stafford's getting older. Let's see what you got. Why not? 
Yeah, I mean, if they have if they end up with a league average offense and Cam Akers is the main bell cow running back, like we sort of expect and project, there is a pretty decent chance that he gets a lot of work and he's shown flashes of what he can do with that work. I yeah. It's definitely there. I'm not projecting it because I don't want to project them at his ceiling, but I just we gotta mention the ceiling is there and the ceiling is very, very, very high if it does work. That said, there's also the potential that he sort of flames out and the thing that we've been hoping for just never happens. If it doesn't happen this year, I'm out completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's done. This is sort of the last year for it to work. If it's not gonna work, it's it's not. But gonna if there's happen. a year it's gonna work, it's gonna be this year. Yeah. Number 18, we got Aaron Jones. He is year in and year out in RB1, it feels like. The offense could take a step back in Green Bay. So I don't know. How do you I don't know how you feel about Aaron Jones, but I feel like he's he's probably gonna be good again. I just yeah. don't know. I mean, still gonna be a good receiver. He's in that he's in that area of running backs where the cliff is coming. But I just don't think it's this year quite yet, especially with Jordan Love. I feel like he's gonna dump the ball off to him a lot. This is the last year of Aaron Jones, but I think we got one more. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's that is the the book of Aaron Jones right there. Number 19, probably the last year of James Conner, too, but we've got him at 19. He's I'm lower I would on imagine, than other people, but I would imagine the Cardinals are gonna use the crap out of him and he's gonna have a pretty decent year. He's another one of those guys that costs not a ton that I'm willing to grab as my RB2 this year. I'm going to use the crap out of it, but that offense is going to be so bad, dude. It's going to be so bad, but like if he gets all three downs of workload, which he is. And he's not super durable. He's not. So, I mean, it is. there's risk baked in there. He's not. He's not perfect. That's why he's down here at 19. But... He is the guy for the Cardinals, and you know that offense is just—it's—it's going to be bad, assuming Kyler Murray is out, and they just slowly bring him back in. But there, there's definitely a realm where Connor is very solid, and I think with a lot of these later running backs, they have a pretty decent ceiling, and their price isn't outrageous yet. So I'm pretty good with Connor. I think he goes like end of the fifth round or maybe the sixth round or something like that. I'm I'm really good with that because I know he's going to get solid workload and he's gotten two years in a row where he's averaged like 15 PPR fantasy points per game. Yeah. So if yeah, we get that you're, again, you're I'm, I'm right. in. But it, it does not feel sexy. He does it's, not excite not, me. No, he's not exciting, but he's just like, he's solid. The work is going to be there. He's going to produce fantasy points for you. And that's, you know, in the sixth round, that's kind of all you want anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. Number 20, we got Kenneth Walker. Talk about a faller. Good gosh. I was so excited there for a little bit. And then the Charbonnet wrecking ball arrived in Seattle. I'm still upset about it. I am too. It's it's very unfortunate because it tanks the value of both of these guys. We've talked about it ad nauseum. I mean, we know Kenneth Walker was a bright, shining star there for a little bit, and Charbonnet, was, we were excited about him. But this is the scenario we have found ourselves in where Kenneth Walker is now our RB20. 
I'm concerned about the lack of a three-down workload with him now because Charbonnet, I believe, is a very, very good player. I'm yeah, not his, necessarily convinced that Walker gets goal line either. His workhorse role is gone, like a lot of people were hoping for. The receiving workload, while wasn't there, is probably completely gone now with Charbonnet, which is another big concern. And Charbonnet is... Honestly, he might be bigger than Kenneth Walker, so he, he can is. handle goal. He can handle goal line work. I still think Walker's the more talented, pure runner, kind of like a Chubb light. And I still think there's a world where he's ve- he's just very efficient in this offense because I expect the offense to be good. So he can still score touchdowns and he can be a very efficient runner. It's just the ceiling is the ceiling's not what it was. Yeah. I think he's like a Saquon light where he's a home run hitter, but he can also get stuffed. But if you just don't give him that volume workload, it 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 could hit or it could miss. But he's for me, he's just more boom or bust this year, and I don't want any part of running backs who are boom or bust, especially when you've got to take him in the fourth round this year. I'm there's, oh, I'm completely completely off if he's going in the fourth round. Yeah. Back of the fifth, sixth, you got my attention. I think I I think about it then, but definitely not in the fourth. It's not so when, not when there's like Gibbs players like that going in that, yeah. in that range. Because he would have gone in the second round if they didn't take Charbonnet. Oh yeah, and I would have taken him there. <laughs> I would have been like more than happy to do that. We'd have him in the top ten. Yeah, he would have been like RB six or seven for us probably. Without yeah, he'd Charbonnet. have been right around Tony Pollard. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate, but this is where he's at. Yeah. Um, number twenty one, we got J.K. Dobbins. He is sliding. Already talked about him a little. We did. Yeah. Don't I don't know if there's much more you want to add to him, but Dobbins at twenty one. Yeah, I mean, not really. We we know what Dobbins is. He's a good runner, but the receiving game's not worth not there. They bring in Melvin Gordon. He's going to steal some touchdowns. So is Lamar. Take your shot here if you want. Yeah, the the knee injury seems to still be a thing. I'm scared off him. I'm just I think I'm just not going to take him this year. He's going to be a guy that I wanted to be in yeah, on. I think I can found I can find value other places. Right. Yeah, that's where I'm at. 22 rising up our board with news that he might actually be healthy, Javante Williams. Let's go. I think like we said earlier, he would be in our top 12 if we knew he was going to be healthy starting week 1. Um, he's, I mean, he's a very, very talented player. If he can get back healthy, we're in on him. It's just a matter of health with him. Yeah. I, I'm seeing all the reports. It's got me excited, but I'm not willing to go all in yet. Yeah. I'm hedging my bets. To be fair, I had Samaj P. Ryan up in this like relative fringe of top 24. And, and now with Javante, like he's sliding up, yeah, P. Ryan sliding down. You as soon as I saw it. You did, yeah. <laughs> and I listened. I was like, okay, fair enough. You know, that's fine. I'll accept it. And Javante lands at twenty twenty or at uh, twenty two. Yep. Twenty three. We got Alexander Madison. I actually want to have this guy higher, honestly. I don't blame you. I mean, he. I think he's a good player. He has. I found this today. He has never scored less than 14 fantasy points in games that he started. He started six games over the over his career. He's never scored less than 14 fantasy points. 
I believe it. Because every time, like, uh, you know, every time Dalvin goes out, like, I've either had Alex Zumanison or there's, like, a giant flurry to get him off waivers or, like, trades coming in for him, something. Because, like, he's like, all right, he's getting 20 points. Yep. You can lock him in. You've been able to lock him in as an RB1 when he's been the guy there. I don't think that's the case now. But, I mean, he is for the most part, the guy there. Like, they have a seventh-round Dwayne McBride as the other guy there. You've got a seventh-round Kene Nwangwu as the other running back there. They just... They don't have guys that have shown much of anything. Now, there's a chance they could bring somebody else in, and that tanks this. I still this, think they do, somehow. Maybe there are a lot of veterans out somebody. there. I could see it. Feels like he fits the bill. But assuming they don't, Madison Madison could end up being a little bit higher for us. It's just he's in this spot where you've got guys that are interesting, but like there's some question marks about them, and that's sort of how Madison is for me. You gotta take your you gotta take some call your shots on some of these guys later on. Right. Speaking of calling shots, give us the final guy in our top twenty four. Last guy. The witch doctor himself, Alvin Kamara. Don't know how many games he's going to get, but if he's only getting like four games, sure, I'll take him here. One final ride. Yeah, that's, that is what this is. This is one final ride. He's been my, uh, if you listen to the podcast, like he's been my boy across many, many leagues, many, many years. One of our main dynasty leagues. Uh, I had him his rookie year. I traded for him. And then we did like a startup. He was my keeper. And I don't know. I've just, I've been with Alvin Kamara for a long time. This may be more of a sentimental ranking than anything, but it's my guy. I'll throw in there one other name. He's not in our top 24, but he's kind of right there. David Montgomery. I am, uh, I'm in on him. He's in my top 24. He doesn't make our cumulative top 24. Well, also because. Devon A chain made your top twenty four, so we don't we don't count that. He did. We don't count that. Your list Fair lost enough. a lot of credibility there for me. <laughs> I know you don't like the A chain pick. I am I do uh, not. a little bit high on A chain. I'll, I'll freely admit that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an A chain believer. Sorry if that, if that hurts hurts feelings. Do you like Montgomery though this year? I, I don't do, know how I you do, feel about I do. I do like Montgomery. I think okay. the offense is going to be good enough, and they like to run the ball to where Gibbs can be fantastic as we expect. But again, he's going to have more of a pass catcher role, whereas I think Montgomery handles the bulk of the carries. And also Montgomery's a good receiver too. I mean, he's he's nowhere near Gibbs in that respect, but he's a good, capable receiver. Yeah. Um, I think I think this offense is still maybe a little slept on. And like, it's Detroit. Ugh, you don't think about Detroit, but like, no, their offense is good. It's very explosive. It's very efficient. And I think it's going to be again yep. to where they can support two good backs. I agree. Probably not to the level that uh, Jamal Williams was a year ago. That was a little bit ridiculous. I but. hate Jamal Williams. <laughs> him and him. Uh, Taysom Hill. I hate him. Hate him with your whole soul. So much. Taysom Hill killed him. It's going to be... So upsetting when Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams are scoring in <laughs> in New Orleans and Kamara's sitting on the sidelines. Alvin Kamara's going to have two touchdowns next year because Taysom Hill has six and Jamal Williams has six. I just, 
you know, one of our main dynasty leagues, I just moved off Camara, the, the where I've had him for six years, and it, it pained me to do it, but I, I finally moved off of him. Yeah, this the time was a year ago, but you did finally get out, and you 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 did a good job. Yeah, I did. It was, did, a, it was did a nice okay. trade. You did pretty good. You, you got the best player in the deal. That's yeah, always I, what I, I want. I went to. It's a competing roster. I'm a little thin at running back, so I I had to go get Nick Chubb. So it's very frustrating going up against you in that league. More than likely, it was very frustrating. Anything else you want to add? Uh only to looking at looking back at this list. Don't don't draft running backs. Just <laughs> go zero RB guys. Just do this it. This is the year, dude. I'm like, I've been doing a lot of yeah, mock I'm not, drafts. I'm not taking many running backs in the first round. No, I. It for me, the only guys I really want to take in the first round are McCaffrey and Bijan. Yeah, Bijan's going to be very tempting when he's up there. Yeah, but but if I end up the place I don't want to end up in any drafts this year is the middle of the first round. But if I go early, I'm taking a wide receiver and probably just going wide receiver heavy at the end of the first round. I want to take Travis Kelsey, and if he's not there, I try and take Bijan. If Bijan's not there, then I'm like, all right. I don't know what I want to do right now. If, I guess, but, but see there, if Bijan's not there, that's because that's because Eckler, CMC are probably off the board. So you're still looking at somebody like Diggs. That's probably true. Devontae Adams, you know, guys like that are still on the board. Yeah, Waddle. So, or not I'm Waddle, probably Waddle. taking a receiver or Travis Kelsey, no matter where I end up on the board. I I'm very hopeful. Usually, I don't I don't love the one on one. I'm very hopeful to have high picks this year because I I want to secure Chase or Jefferson. I want a top three pick this year. If yep. I can get Chase or Jefferson or uh, McCaffrey with one of those top three I'm picks. I'm honestly good at, at pick four because I'm taking Cup there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cup, Tyreek. Honestly, a top five pick, it's great. Yeah. It's a good year to be drafting a fantasy because I feel like you've there's so many good players available. Running backs have good value. Like the RB dead zone this year to me doesn't exist. So I'm willing to take because RBs pretty I, late. I feel the fantasy community as a whole has been very good at adjusting with things, and running backs are not as valuable as they used to be. Yeah. I mean, you used to have first rounds where you, you have like six or seven running to backs. to take a receiver like top eight Yeah, just a couple years ago. I remember it was Antonio Brown would go 101 a few years ago, and then it was like six or seven running backs and Julio Jones, and that was it. It was like McCaffrey, Camara, then like maybe Antonio Brown, and then Dalvin Cook. You're, yeah, you're looking at Dalvin, Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke, all those guys. They're all going in the first round, and now it's it's all receivers, and there's so many good receivers that like you can still take, you know, a receiver in your first three picks and have great ones. And uh, and just have so much flexibility with your team. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy year, man. It's a fun time to be alive. Can't wait to do it. We'll, we need to do a mock draft episode here soon. Yeah, we'll maybe we'll do quarterbacks and tight ends next episode. And then now that we got the rankings, then we'll do a mock draft. There we go. All right, that'll do it for this one. If you enjoyed the episode, leave us a rating review wherever you're listening to the show. And uh, we'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.